You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John, and and I'm doing the intro by myself this week. Unfortunately, Kim could not join me to record the intro. She is in the rest of the episode. Don't worry. Uh, we all know she's the star of the show. You're tuning in to hear her make fun of my nerdy stuff. Uh, but we are joined today by director Gigi Saul Guerrero to talk about our new film, Bingo Hell, which just celebrated its world premiere at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. Bingo Hell stars a whole cast of just badass older ladies taking down this evil, possibly supernatural villain played expertly by Richard Brake, who you will no doubt recognize from Rob Zombie's 31 uh, or Rob Zombie's 3 from Hell. He's also the chemist in, in Mandy. Bingo Hell is part of the Welcome to the Blumhouse double feature event. It's a two-week event. It's four movies coming at you on Amazon Prime. Bingo Hell kicks the whole thing off this week with another film called Black as Night, which is a vampire story set in New Orleans. It's, it's It would make a great double bill. Both of these movies would make a great double bill with Vampires vs. the Bronx. Uh, it's really fun. It's really gooey. It's got some f- great practical effects. And that hits Amazon Prime uh, this Friday, October 1st. Next week, you can enjoy Madras and The Manor. We're actually going to be talking next week on the podcast with Axel Carolyn, uh, the writer-director of The Manor. So heads up for both of these episodes that there are, you know, mild spoilers. We don't really get uh, into anything that would ruin your experience of the movie, seeing it for the first time. But if you're looking to go in absolutely blind, maybe maybe just save this for after you watch the movie. Uh, like I said, it will be coming out tomorrow, October 1st, so you don't have to wait very long. Um, but, you know, without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with writer-director Gigi Saul Guerrero. I look around this beautiful community of yours. You know what I see? Each and every one of you has a big dream. We all have that one thing we still yearn for. They say money can't buy you happiness. I disagree. Looks like a goddamn casino. Welcome to the game. Are you feeling This hombre is a snake. Bingo! I got Bingo! I'm gonna be a winner. Are you We are all that's left. We have to do something. What's the plan, Granny? Should I grab my shotgun? We're probably all gonna die. We may be old, but we still have plenty of life to live. Who's ready to play the game? 
Hi, guys. Nice to see you. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Of course. Thank you guys for wanting to chat. <laughs> you look very comfortable where you are right now. <laughs> yes. The Austin Motel. That's awesome. Can't, can't be more glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. So you're in you're in town for, for Fantastic Fest. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm super bummed that we can't see it. That Fantastic Fest is going to love Bingo Hell. It's the perfect movie oh, for Fantastic Fest. <laughs> you know, I'm so excited you guys say that because I definitely was like, this is either the perfect audience or very much not the right audience. But I think they, they're the ones to be like really into the weirdness, right? So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you definitely want like a rockin' crowd. And it's a rockin' movie. So like you, it's the match, made, you. It's a match made in bingo hell. <laughs> sure. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Oh, thanks. So, so tell us a little bit about how you got involved with this. When did you first, uh, when did you first get brought into bingo hell? I was very fortunate to already have that uh, working relationship with Blumhouse through my feature debut, Culture Shock, that they were like, so what you got next? I'm like, oh, you want more? Okay, <laughs> let me think. And it just so happens, luckily, around that time, I recently had a catch-up conversation with my longtime friend and co-writer of Bingo Hell. Uh, we were just catching up on the phone, and he said to me, Gigi, you know where I was last night? where he's like I was at a bingo hall and it was weird <laughs> he's like I I went because my wife's I think uncles and aunts were there my wife's relatives and little did I know that seniors are crazy he's like, I had no that these people would be so competitive I said oh dude Bingo is their thing. You, you never want to ruin it for them. <laughs> and, and I said to him, you know, my abuela, my grandma, she plays bingo religiously with her brothers and sisters, but she, she plays the Mexican bingo, Loteria. And, and from there in that conversation, basically we said, I wonder what would happen if we took bingo away from them. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that, they would kill someone. So it, just that idea of having seniors kick so much ass, you know, in a, a horror movie was exciting. I, I think since like batteries not included and cocoon, I, I'd seen that. So uh, I was like, listen, man, we need grumpy old men in a Rob Zombie universe. So let's do it. That's amazing. So we were, <laughs> yeah, no, we just send, uh, we send uh, Blumhouse only a couple sentences long of what this could be and they loved it they were like all right get to work so it was exciting so is is your grandma just as much of a badass as uh, as lupita is in this movie <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah the, that character my friends a hundred percent depicts my grandma working with adriana barraza I was showing her home videos of my grandma i was showing her pictures i was showing her so much stuff so she can really portray her. And uh, it's a little scary how similar they are. Uh, so she even caught on with, you know, those sounds that she makes up. Yeah. I love <laughs> my grandma, that. <laughs> like, my, my grandma does that. So this is very much dedicated to her. That's so great. And she's such an amazing protagonist, too, because she's such a tough cookie. And uh, it's so wonderful because it's the, the entire protagonist team. They're all seniors and we don't get that anymore at all. No, it's true. What was exciting was that we don't we didn't want just seniors, 
but we wanted their perspective as well because they they're so different than us and in, in, in this kind of movie that's so wacky funny gory you know <laughs> what better kind of charming characters that are the most stubborn you know you, you got to put the weird ones in there <laughs> I think I think we all know those cute older folks that are just you got to let them through like you know you you cannot mess with them at all so it it was a lot of fun these these seniors uh also represent community in the movie we wanted them all of a different color different race background heck even different accents to really show what a true community is like and true friendships so definitely in bingo hell we wanted that theme of community to be very prominent and so, like, what what was casting like in terms of filling out the rest of the roles as well? Like, were you trying to make sure that everybody would get along on set? Like, like I think every film is kind of its own community too, right? One hundred percent. Oh man, I, you know what, guys? In the movie, most of the time, those guys weren't even acting. They were that <laughs> excited. Like, they were that into their roles that they were having a blast. Especially at the end, when you know they're kicking so much butt. Yes. <laughs> I have to call cut being like, pace yourselves. yourselves." (laughs) We're so excited. I've never seen old people yell mother effer so many (laughs) back to back that I was like, just let them have fun. Maybe they have years of stress that they're letting out on set. (laughs) And it it really wasn't hard. They all got along so well. All of them became their own little bubble of, of friends that uh, they were looking out for each other all the time. And uh, even going back to their auditions, you could just tell that they wanted to do this really bad. Uh, And it shows. So I feel very fortunate. That's so great. Yeah, the audition, you're probably like, so you're going to be drop kicking a guy. There's a lot of green goo. It's going to be great fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, crazy. You know, the, the actor Grover Coulson, who plays Clarence, the auto shop owner, day one. It was his scenes. And he says to me, oh, ma'am. It's like, what's up, Grover? What's up? He's like, uh, I've never had fake blood on me ever. I've never seen it. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm, we're about to make up years of your career into one day right now. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like, we've seen it. And, like, the fact that he's doing that on day one is nuts. <laughs> it was day one. And he was having so a little too much fun that he was like, take my picture for my son. Take my picture for my son. And it was a blast. Same with Adriana. She's like, Gigi, could you take a picture for my uh, for my nephews and uh, my grandchildren? I was like, these guys are crazy. They're just having a blast. Uh, so it, de- it definitely was a good time every day with them. That's great. That gives them so much street cred too with all their, uh, their grandchildren and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like I died in a horror movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, you know, sometimes it was a little scary seeing Adriana carry the shotgun. She was a little, <laughs> many times we were always like, Adriana, point it the other direction. Uh, don't, don't point it over here. And she'd be like, but it's so cool. Like she, <laughs> well, that thing was 10 times bigger than her. So uh, it, I'm telling you guys, they were a little too excited uh, on set sometimes. <laughs> That's so great. I love, I love, I I mean, like for years now, we've had, you know, like Taken and VFW where it's like, yeah, old dudes get to be tough all the time. But like we don't get like old ladies being badasses. And they are. (laughs) 
I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. That's awesome. Also, just kind of like, I think you kind of have to be a badass just to get old. Like, life is fucking hard. And every, Dude. right? Like, yeah. every old person I've ever talked to, they all have stories. And, like, like, and wow. they just drop these bombs, like, like oh, yeah, I, like, I went through the depression. And you're like, and okay. <laughs> like, right. and you like can, it's nothing. True. <laughs> their, their perspective is so different than ours. And they have every right to be stubborn and cranky. So it's super cool to see them kick, you know, so much ass in a film. It's a blast. You did such a great job with your villain because, like, realistically, the villain is the American dream. And, like, how do you pick, how do you depict that, right? <laughs> I think you did such a great job. And it's so weird. Um, is Was this how it always looked when you were first imagining, uh, like, putting it down on paper? Well, at first, you know, uh, my co-writers, they were like, what do you think someone that's like a, a new and improved evil Willy Wonka? Oh. And it just made me go like, huh, but what about if Willy Wonka was mixed with needful things mixed with, and it, we just kept bouncing ideas to the point where it almost felt like we needed someone that was as human and as charming and as manipulative as the best down the street car salesman. Somebody that can just easily manipulate you into doing something you really shouldn't. Uh, because we're talking about greed in the movie. We're talking about greed, gentrification, and a lot of things that are easy to fall into. So we wanted a, a, a creating that villain, somebody that represents the darkest side of ourselves that we're all guilty for. We all want sometimes money to solve our problems like we all do and i think somebody like the character of mr big really shows that we can go to our darkest selves just to what we think will bring us happiness so it's not really the devil it's not really a demon but it's it's open to everybody's interpretation of, of who he is so I, I it was fun to make him charming make him scary uh and also it's richard Brake, like yeah. <laughs> We needed that freaking face. But, you know, when he started working and he started smiling. Oh, boy. That came later. That was a much later thing for the character. Oh, wow. It was like, we're using that smile. Like, I was like, <laughs> we, we need that giant grin. Like, I haven't seen that since the Grinch of somebody that's just like, you know, yes. and you know, adding grossness to his teeth and everything was a great way also to show that he really is something disgusting inside. He really is somebody that the more powerful he gets, the more of his true colors you will see, just like our own selves, that we, we can we can really be the worst of ourselves sometimes when you lose control. Yeah, this movie's dark. Like, this movie's real dark. <laughs> there's uh, there's it, it, is, it is, but it's funny. Hopefully it, it brings charm. To, uh, to you guys, but it is dark, yes. There's such a great shot of that smile in the film when he's standing on top of, like, the marquee yeah. at the bingo oh, yeah. hall, and you, you guys go up right into that smile, and you can see, you can really see the dark teeth and stuff. It's so good. That's awesome. You know, I'll tell you guys a fun story. Richard Brake is afraid of heights. <gasps> <laughs> so I kept saying, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> From the very top, he was like, <laughs> did we I was get like, it just stand, stand still man stand still 
uh he's such a champ but he was afraid of heights but it was so cool he was still down to do it uh it was so much fun to put him at the top of that that building it really was like the the Willy Wonka hero shot. <laughs> yes, yes, you got it. I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you brought that up too because like like visually the editing in this in your movie is so fun. Uh, like it's like it breaks like all the rules of like regular filmmaking. Like you have such like hard zooms on moments that like you really want to accentuate like like how how silly it's being. Uh, where where does that all come from? Oh, thank you, my friend. You know, working with Andrew, the editor. I remember he would call me as we're shooting and he would be like, so what you're shooting is crazy. <laughs> and I think that's going to allow me to go crazy and post. He was like, question mark. <laughs> Andrew, you have my permission. Go nuts. And, you know, a lot of the crazy things that we talked about stayed. He, he brought that element of just wacky grindhouse uh, which you're right, it does break a lot of the rules, but I think it, it works with a movie like this where you're never going to meet somebody like Mr. Big. <laughs> I mean, it's a bingo hall. That's already like, who the hell made a movie about a bingo game? <laughs> that it's okay to be out there and wacky. Um, you know, we we wanted people to just have fun, especially with how crazy our world is today. Escapism is is our best friend right now so i'm so excited jonathan that you caught on to that because <laughs> definitely we did not hold back uh on a lot of the editing yeah and, and to yeah. tonally like just just going off what you just said here like it's it's you did something that's really hard to pull off where like it's escapism entertainment but it's also social commentary like those things very rarely go well together so kudos to you for blending that oh thank you so much you know it, i have to thank the genre it's it's the place to do it where you can, like I said, you, you can bring these weird worlds, weird characters, but you can really make present that topic. You know, I think Jordan Peele does such a good job. That's going to make us talk about it at the end. So why not talk about gentrification, huh? <laughs> make a movie about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts because, yeah, like horror is always the place where you can talk about that stuff. And like there's been a pretty big through line throughout most American horror of the, like the last 50 years that like what we're really scared of is America. Like there's <laughs> yeah. like, there's no escaping it. It's nuts. Agreed. But uh, horror movies have had social commentary since the seventies. I mean, people, a lot of people don't realize even like Texas Chainsaw had a lot to say. Right. So oh, yeah. it's been around for a long time, but we're finally recognizing. It. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the sound design of your movie is super gross. Uh, let's, let's, awesome. let's let's talk I about that for a minute. Out. I love grossing people out. Every film I gross people out, usually with food or things like that. I was like, okay, I've done this enough. I got to do something else. I know. Let's bring slime. Yeah. Everyone loves slime. I love the slime. I <laughs> love slime. I mean, I was that weird kid that wanted to be in the Nickelodeon show and wanted to be covered in slime. That was me. <laughs> I wanted to be covered in green slime. So having it on set was super fun. But the sound design team, you know, they said to me, Gigi, this project is so weird. It gets me excited every morning to come to work because I can tell my wife how weird the things I am working on are. <laughs> and it was so cool. They were, they made things really gross. You're right. So whatever I can do to continue to 
terrify my mom, I will continue to do so. <laughs> it is great to use slime, though, like hand in hand with money, because as you were saying earlier, yes. like uh, Mr. Big isn't like he's visually the villain, but money is the real villain here. And seeing the slime oozing out of the briefcase and stuff like it really nails it home that money is the issue. Exactly. I'm so stoked you caught on that. You know, even though I just said I wanted slime because it's gross, <laughs> which is true. But I also found that it was a perfect, perfect, perfect metaphor uh, and a visual metaphor that money isn't real, that money isn't the solution to your problems. Money is nothing but a gross solution to your problems. And uh, it, it, so we wanted I wanted that feeling of um that money isn't real. And yeah, slime was definitely the answer to that. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about that a lot. Like the last I've had a lot of time over the last year at home <laughs> to think about things. And yeah, it's like, oh, like, what's the problem with this? And what's the problem with that? And like, I can come up with yeah. solutions for it. But it seems like the only answer to like make the world a better place is for all of us to just unanimously give up on the idea of money. But like, I don't know <laughs> if that's ever going to happen. It's true, though. And I think we're all guilty of that right? At some point in time, uh, we all think this is what's going to save everything. But uh, yes, well, it just got dark in my head. I'm like, wow, yeah. I have been thinking a lot too in the past year. <laughs> it hasn't just been you. <laughs> a lot of expecting, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, like if you're at home for a year with nothing to do, I'm sure you were busy. Don't get me wrong. But like, like what kind of movies do you watch? Like what's like what's uh, you know, what are the movies that inspire you either for Bingo Hell or just in general? I was so excited while making Bingo Hell revisiting old school, like I'm talking like old school movies. You know, I, I, ha I hadn't seen Frighteners in a long time. Oh, that one's so fun. You know, the, any of the older Peter Jackson movies, I was like, these are wacky. These are so weird uh, and they're so much fun. And I think older genre films, even movies like Gremlins or The Goonies, they had really charming characters that would lead the show, really charming, uh, rounded friendships and relationships that I, I wanted that feeling that almost that Amblin-esque feeling to a movie. Uh, while making Bingo Hell. So definitely the past year was revisiting a lot of older films and uh, <laughs> re-watching Batteries Not Included was was a blast. I was like, okay, we're making a movie like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to add that one to our watch list. We haven't seen that one yet. But I always... Oh, you haven't? No. What's it, no. A, what's it about? Because no. like people recommend it all the time, but I know nothing about it. Yeah, well, old people. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in this building, uh, they gotta, they gotta. I, just, I don't want to ruin it, but these okay. these seniors have to save each other in this building from these alien robots. I can't tell you. Too okay, much. that's right. That's that's all. We're sold. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh gosh, I could get more into it, but that's as far as I'll go. Sci-fi, old people, building, genre. That sounds now like I'll senior citizen chopping mall, and I'm like so sold. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect there you go that is perfect yeah that sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> but so during the pandemic you know it also allowed me to because uh, i still live at home i'm mexican you know i'm gonna stay with my parents until i'm married it's just what's gonna happen <laughs> and uh, you know it gets a little intense 
during the pandemic that you're living all together. And all of us are very loud, very Latino. So, you know, to ha having the opportunity to watch the TV was impossible. So we had to take turns. <laughs> Best thing to do when every time it was my turn, I would pick a terrifying horror movie and I would always tweet their reaction videos because they had to sit and watch. Yeah. That was the rule. If it's not your turn, you have to sit and watch until it's your turn the next day. So I was picking movies like Old Boy and The Descent. <laughs> and like all these movies that I knew was going to just mortify them. And yeah, their reaction videos are the best. So that's another little thing I did during the pandemic. <laughs> that's so amazing. I'm going to go on Twitter and check those out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. You should. What else are you working on right now? Is there anything else in the pipeline that people can look forward to? Well, I, I can't say yet. Of course. But I can say, you know, definitely Blumhouse and I will continue to work together. We have some some scripts we're, we're working on that are crazy. And if this one goes through, my friends, just think it's like the Mexican, the raid. A lot oh, of gore. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of just, oh my God, it just doesn't stop. And I, I've been itching to just go full Gigi on something where the blood and the gore is you know out there i feel like i've held back so if this can go through i'm excited and uh hopefully you know one day uh, a theatrical film and i i will continue to work to work really hard towards that goal yeah, yeah. F fingers crossed you can get that one out because it's like you've been ramping up to it like you know like culture shock is is not uh or yeah it's not as gory as bingo hell is and like i can't wait to see what the next step is because like you go you do go all out a few times in this movie Yes, just a few times. Like hopefully, uh, hopefully the next one there there is not a single issue to go there. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and I'm, I got to assume. So, sorry. Oh, go go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say I got to assume you're also just you know just based on what I've seen, like you're you're much more focused on practical over CGI's as well. Oh, a hundred percent. You gotta go Sam Raimi on all. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tons of fun. You know, I, the goriest thing I've ever worked worked on is still my short film, El Gigante, which was on Shudder. And that short is so disgusting and it's so out there. Uh, hopefully, you know, the dream is to make that short into a feature one day. Oh, that'd be cool. We need that Mexican villain to fight Michael Myers and yeah. Freddy. Yes. We uh, need that, that crazy, crazy uh, cannibal luchador villain. But I will continue to work on that. I will continue to hopefully, uh, you know, find the right home for such a gory story like that. Well, you, you, snuck, but, uh, you snuck the poster in the movie too, right? So like you're keeping the dream alive. You saw it. I did. <laughs> we, we're the best. We saw you too. You were a hipster girl getting a coffee in that movie. That's right. That oh, You guys are my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. We're real uh, horror fans. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well. There was also another cameo in there. Oh. Did you guys catch my dad? No. No, that's so cool. Who is your dad? <laughs> so my dad, his face was all over the real estate signs. Oh. That was him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait for him to see to be like, yo, that's me selling all the houses. Because he's a real estate agent. And, and during the movie, I said, hey, dad, do you mind sending me your real estate headshot? <laughs> sure why i'm like don't worry about it <laughs> so so that's his face on all the real estate photos <laughs> that's him that's amazing what an honor it, as a dad <laughs> right so i'm excited i'm so excited yeah no, I'm but not only that 
you know, the next thing I, I, I'm excited, I do a lot of voiceover for cartoons. Yeah. So there, there are a few animated shows my mom's going to be proud of. <laughs> She'll watch that uh, coming out next year that I can announce. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, no problem. This it's it's been great talking with you, and uh, we like we like to ask everybody that we sit down with like what your dream double feature would be at the drive-in. If you could play any two movies, what would you play? And take your time. <laughs> that is a great question. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna tell you a double feature that is so random that I did accidentally, okay. and it worked really well, and it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> this should be tried at the drive-in. So I watched the French horror movie, Martyrs. Boy, did that destroy my soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, bet. I felt dead inside. I was, it was very good. And I was like, well, I feel nothing. <laughs> I, I feel absolutely nothing. And I needed, I needed something so badly at that, in that second to watch because I, I could have gone on with my day uh, or my evening, but I felt soulless. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins 2. <laughs> so I put on Gremlins 2 and it worked so well because I found it even funnier because I was so sad inside about life because of that movie. That Gremlins 2 just brought all the happiness I was looking for. And so I know it's not a great combination, <laughs> but I did that. I did that double feature at home and it worked really well. So I, I'm going to share that with you guys. That's amazing. We call that pairing the palate cleanser. <laughs> yes, very much. It's like when you have sushi and they give you extra ginger. You know? like, yes. Exactly. Oh my God. You guys are hilarious. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the best answers we've had. Well, thank- oh my God. Okay, good. Thank you so much for taking the thank time to talk guys to so us. Much. I love the background. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And uh, congratulations on the premiere at Fantastic Fest. The audience is going to go wild. Oh, thank you. I'm just so stoked you guys enjoyed the movie. I really appreciate it. Such a blast. Bingo Hell hits Amazon Prime Video this Friday, October 1st, as part of the Welcome to the Blumhouse double feature event. Let us know what you thought of Bingo Hell and Black as Night, the other film in the Welcome to the Blumhouse double feature over on Twitter at NOFS Podcast in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com slash discord. But that's it for us this week. We'll be talking with Axel Carolyn, director of The Manor, another film in the Welcome to the Blumhouse double feature event next week on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe so you don't miss it. Please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps the show grow. Uh, It's a simple, free, easy way to support Nightmare on Film Street. You can also join the Fiend Club at nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club. For Fiend Club exclusive perks like watch parties, temporary tattoos, sticker packs, a membership card, you get your own private channel in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord to chat with us and your uh, and your fellow fiends. But as always, you can re- you can support the show for free simply by tweeting about it or recommending it to a friend. But that's it for us this week. Until next time, stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. 
Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.